Chapter One of Koto. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Scott Carpenter. Koto being Japanese curios with sundry cobwebs by Lafcadio Hearn. Chapter One. The Legend of Yure Daki. To Sir Edwin Arnold, in grateful remembrance of kind words. Old Stories The following nine tales have been selected from the Shinchomonshu, Hyaku Monogatari, Ujijui Monogatarishu, and other old Japanese books to illustrate some strange beliefs. They are only curios. The Legend of Yure Daki near the village of Kurosaka, in the province of Hoki. There is a waterfall called Yure-daki, or the Cascade of Ghosts. Why it is so called, I do not know. Near the foot of the fall there is also a small Shinto shrine of the god of the locality, whom the people name Taki-daimyojin, and in front of the shrine is a little wooden money-box, Saisen-bako, to receive the offerings of believers and there is a story about that money-box. One icy winter's evening, thirty-five years ago, the women and girls employed at a certain asatoriba, or hemp factory, in Kurosaka, gathered around the big brazier in the spinning-room after their day's work had been done. Then they amused themselves by telling ghost stories. By the time that a dozen stories had been told, most of the gathering felt uncomfortable, and a girl cried out, just to heighten the pleasure of fear. Only think of going this night, all by oneself, to the Yure-daki. The suggestion provoked a general scream, followed by nervous bursts of laughter. I'll give all the hemp I spun today, mockingly said one of the party, to the person who goes. So will I, exclaimed another. And I, said a third. All of us, affirmed a fourth. Then from among the spinners stood up one Yasumoto Okatsu, the wife of a carpenter. She had her only son, a boy of two years old, snugly wrapped up and asleep upon her back. "'Listen,' said Okatsu, "'if you will all really agree to make over to me all the hemp spun today, I will go to the Yure-daki.' Her proposal was received with cries of astonishment and of defiance, but after having been several times repeated, it was seriously taken. Each of the spinners in turn agreed to give up her share of the day's work to Okatsu providing that Okatsu should go to the Yure-daki. "'But how are we to know if she really goes there?' a sharp voice asked. "'Why, let her bring back the money-box of the god,' answered an old woman whom the spinners called Obasan, the grandmother. "'That will be proof enough.' "'I'll bring it,' cried Okatsu, and out she darted into the street, with her sleeping boy upon her back. The night was frosty but clear. Down the empty street Okatsu hurried, and she saw that all the house-fronts were tightly closed, because of the piercing cold. Out of the village and along the high road she ran, picha-picha, with the great silence of frozen rice-fields on either hand, and only the stars to light her. Half an hour she followed the open road, then she turned down a narrower way, winding under cliffs. Darker and rougher the path became as she proceeded, but she knew it well and she soon heard the dull roar of the water. A few minutes more, and the way widened into a glen, and the dull roar suddenly became a loud clamor, 
and before her she saw looming against a mass of blackness the long glimmering of the fall. Dimly she perceived the shrine, the money-box. She rushed forward, put out her hand. Oi, Okatsu-san! Suddenly called a warning voice above the crash of the water. Footnote. The exclamation, Oi, is used to call the attention of a person. It is the Japanese equivalent for such English exclamations as, Hello, ho there, etc. End footnote. Okatsu stood motionless, stupefied by terror. Oi, Okatsu-san! Again pealed the voice, this time with more of menace in its tone. But Okatsu was a really bold woman. At once recovering from her stupefaction, she snatched up the money-box and ran. She neither heard nor saw anything more to alarm her until she reached the high road, where she stopped a moment to take breath. Then she ran on steadily, picha-picha, till she got to Kurosaka and thumped at the door of the Asatoriba. How the women and the girls cried out as she entered, panting with the money-box of the god in her hand. Breathlessly they heard her story. Sympathetically they screeched when she told them of the voice that had called her name twice out of the haunted water. What a woman! Brave Okatsu! Well had she earned the hemp. But your boy must be cold, Okatsu, cried the Obasan. Let us have him here by the fire. He ought to be hungry, exclaimed the mother. I must give him his milk presently. Poor Okatsu, said the Obasan, helping to remove the wraps in which the boy had been carried. Why, you are all wet behind. Then with a husky scream the helper vociferated, Ara, it is blood! And out of the wrappings, unfastened, there fell to the floor a blood-soaked bundle of baby clothes that left exposed two very small brown feet and two very small brown hands, nothing more. The child's head had been torn off. End of chapter 1